All right, real quick, probably be a short video, um, but I thought I would talk about The Mandalorian because I haven't talked about The Mandalorian since last season when it first came out and I was kind of saying that it felt like old school Star Wars, you know? It felt good. It felt like um, the original Star Wars. It didn't feel like this new Disney version of Star Wars and, and it didn't even feel like the, uh, the early 2000s prequels, which, by the way, a bunch of you probably know, I actually enjoyed very much. Um, I love those movies. I, I don't know why they get so much hate um, other than the CGI. Um, I love the stories in those. Um, I, I like them, honestly, as much as the original Star Wars films. Like, I think they're a great addition. So, I'm probably in the minority thinking that. I know. But, um... It's the way it is, man. Um, I, I think what made me love it so much, honestly, was the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars animated series, um, which just basically expanded that universe even further. And um, I liked it. I liked it being a you know big, massive galaxy full of a, a lot of characters, that most of which you know we had never seen before. I love that. And that's why it felt much bigger than than the, uh, the original 70s and 80s Star Wars films. Um, but, hey man, Empire Strikes Back is still my all-time favorite Star Wars film. I know I'm not alone in that. Um, but, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about The Mandalorian, which reminded me very much of those old-school Star Wars films. And um, it felt good. It felt like, especially after these, uh, these Disney renditions of Star Wars, it felt... Which, I'm not knocking Disney, because honestly, when they brought back Clone Wars uh, for that final season, oh, I was so happy, man. And I thought they did great on that. I, I thought they did a fantastic job with that final season. Um, uh, but but I digress, again. Um, the Mandalorian. The point was, season one, I enjoyed very much. And I uh, that's what I relayed to you in that video slash podcast. Um, season two, it's off to a great start. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, here, here's some things though that I noticed. Okay. The first episode, if anyone knows anything about the nineties, there's a movie from 1990, January, 1990. I only know this because I have another podcast where I review nineties movies. And that was the first one we reviewed. Um, Tremors. Anybody ever heard of Tremors? There's a movie called Tremors about these sandworms, right, that come out and eat people. And there's little ones and there's really gigantic ones. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it because there's a new, brand new sequel on Netflix. It's like the seventh of the series. They've gotten ridiculous with these. Uh, but anyway, episode one really reminded me of Tremors. It was like the exact same type of monster, the crate Dragon. Um... But I love Timothy Oliphant, or Oliphant, however you pronounce it. Um, I like to pronounce the names right if I can. Um, but Timothy Oliphant, who I loved in Justified. Loved in Justified. Man, I'm a huge fan of Justified. And I don't feel like that series gets near the love that it should. It's a fantastic series. God, so good. Um, and I remember the first time I saw him. Uh, I, I think I saw him in Hitman, right? 
But then I remember seeing him in Live Free or Die Hard. For some reason, that role always stuck out to me. So when I saw him on Justified, I'm like, hey, that's the guy from Live Free or Die Hard. Um, which I'm sure not a lot of people like think of Timothy Oliphant and go, oh, that's the bad guy from Live Free or Die Hard. But I did. Anyway, uh, I thought he was a great addition. Um, it, it seems like he's always playing some sort of martial, right? Whether it be in Justified or... Uh, I believe he might have been in Deadwood, um, which I didn't watch, but I've heard about. And he he was uh, portraying an actor who was, I can't remember if he was playing a marshal, but he was in a Western, right? He was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he was in one of the films with uh, the lead character. I love Timothy Oliphant. That's what I'm saying. And I was really happy to see him in that first episode. And another thing that I really love about this Mandalorian series is the actors they're bringing in like surprise actors they're bringing in. Um, I don't think there's a lot of press around it, but then you see that actor and you're like, Oh shit. You know, like, Oh, it's Timothy Oliphant. Oh my God. It's Bill Burr <laughs> as like a mercenary. Right. Um, loved it. Loved the Bill Burr episode last season as well. But anyway, episode one, I enjoyed a lot, a lot because of Timothy Oliphant. Uh, like I said, it reminded me of Tremors, uh, which is not my favorite film franchise, but the Crate Dragons were so much more badass than the Tremors Worms. So much more badass. It was gigantic. It spewed out, like, acid venom stuff. I thought it was great. Um, good episode. Good episode. And I, they really broke out all the stops with the CGI and stuff. Do you guys know that that series is all on green screen? That's all in an enclosed studio. There's nothing on shot on location. So to, to make it feel like the original Star Wars, which were like all shot on location, because um, we didn't have the technology for like the, the great backgrounds, um, that's really impressive. And I got to give it up to John Favreau, who is like the, the showrunner over there, and uh, directs some of the episodes. I believe he directed that first episode, actually. Um, but yeah, got to give it up. Favreau's so awesome, dude. Favreau is so damn good at what he does. It's ridiculous what he's done with the Marvel franchise and, um, and like like the Iron Man films. And, and as an actor, fantastic. I remember when he was in uh, The Sopranos. He did that little spot on The Sopranos. It's so young and thin and different looking. Um, but love that guy. John Favreau is awesome. Anyway, so first episode, really enjoyed it. Second episode. There's a theme here. There is a theme here. And I'm wondering if it's going to continue. Because the first episode reminded me of Tremors. But the second episode, it reminded me of two movies. Okay, first of all, it reminded me of Alien. Because you see those little eggs, right? They're in that room with all those little eggs, and the eggs start to wiggle, start to shake, and then uh, erupt with alien creatures. But what are they when they come out? I didn't know what was going to come out. When they started shaking, I'm like, oh, shit, this one's Alien. You got the Tremors episode and the Alien episode. Uh, but then when they burst out, and it's like spiders, giant ice world spiders. Ugh. Stuff like that creeps me out, man. Like, stuff that you can't defeat because there's a million of them and they're small and creepy. Um, but, <laughs> ugh. 
yeah, it, it gives me kind of chills like thinking about it. But the the spiders, right? So then it was like arachnophobia. So it went from the, the first episode is tremors, the second episode is a mix of alien and arachnophobia. Like, what's next? I'm wondering what the theme of episode three is going to be. Oh, I didn't even mention Boba Fett. Um, most people probably caught this, but at the end, I didn't catch it at first. Uh, I, I, I read about it, and then I went back and watched it again. Uh, but at the end of episode one, you see a guy in the final frame. The final frame of the episode. So if you, as long as you didn't turn it off early, like one second early, then you saw this. Um, pretty sure that's the actor who played the Django Fett and Boba Fett, right? Not Boba Fett. Who played Django Fett in the prequel trilogy. And who we know is the basis of the clones and also had a clone made of himself that became Boba Fett, which would presumably grow up to look exactly the same. Um, so you see that actor's face. It's kind of like scarred up and beat up. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed pretty obvious that that was Boba Fett. And so we've got Mando, and he's searching all over for Mandalorians, right? And then we find out that uh, lurking in the background, kind of watching things happen, is Boba Fett. Everybody's favorite, possibly Mandalorian. No one's sure if he's actually a Mandalorian. A lot of people say, no, he's not a Mandalorian. A lot of people say, of course he's a Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian armor. But who knows, man? Who knows? The point is, is that they broke, they're, they're, they're attempting to, or at least alluding to, or trying to make us believe that Boba Fett did not die in that pit being eaten by a monster, that he's still alive. Somehow he survived that, and maybe, maybe there's a clue in episode one when we see um, Mando, f you know, get eaten by the crate dragon and then shoot up out of it last minute. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe that's how he survived. Maybe, you know, a, a couple, like a scene later, he flies out of the, the monster's belly. Who knows? But, um, I don't know, it's interesting. It's fun to think about. Fun to think about. I'm just about over Baby Yoda. I'm not gonna lie. I, I never was crazy about Baby Yoda anyway. I know, it's like a fad, it's like silly... I heard someone talking about this being like the pussification of Star Wars, like making it like, oh, it's all for for kids or whatever. You you do realize that for one, these movies are made for kids. Sorry, but that's the target audience, um, and you know they want to sell toys and shit. Um, but number two, the Star Wars franchise has always been that way. You don't remember all the little creatures in the, the the original trilogy and then they tried to do it with um <laughs> they tried to do it with why can't i think of his name um jar jar binks he was supposed to be a main like he was supposed to be a funny cute alien character that would sell a lot of toys um but yeah, all the old characters, man, the Jawas, and um, the, I don't know why it's eluding me right now. Probably because I didn't plan on talking about it. But anyway, the Star Wars franchise has always 
sold to little kids. They've always put cute little creatures in their films aimed to make you go, aww. This is nothing new. So the people who are saying that it's like dumbing down Star Wars and making it for kids or pussifying Star Wars and trying to make it cute. Um, sorry, it's always been that way. Newsflash. Anyway, those are my thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 2 so far, Episode uh, 1 and 2, uh, Chapter 9 and 10. Uh, so far, I'm enjoying it very much. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. And uh, if you enjoy videos like this or podcasts like this where I talk about random topics, that's what I do here. Every day, I try to pick a random topic. It's usually entertainment or pop culture related, but I talk about all kinds of things. Um, it's hard not to when you're trying to make a, a, a podcast or video every single day to uh, to not veer away and just talk about like life stories and stuff sometimes. But um, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, please subscribe for more because that's what I do here. Um, I try to pick something I'm interested in every single day and talk about it. I'm not perfect, but I try. Most days I put something out. So if you're into that sort of thing, if you can get down with that, Please subscribe for more, or favorite, or follow the podcast, Daily BS. And uh, if you decide to stick around and subscribe, or favorite, or follow the podcast, then I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for watching.